everybody talk about it outdoors live in the Wilson studio. We got the Blue Collar Outfitters boys in house with us tonight. Mac Braswell is going to come on and tell us all about the things they've got lined up for the upcoming year, what they've done in the past, and where they're headed next. Y'all stay with us and stay tuned. We got a good one for you. Nick, what's going on, man? Nothing. You finally got that figured <laughs> man, out. Man, I am so glad that music's not cutting off like it did at one time. Live in the Wilson studio. I'm going to let it play for a little longer in the background, I guess. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so excited to be here. Cody's not with us, so I get to say that. Mac, welcome to the studio. He's in the house with us. What's going on, guys? You glad to be here? Excited to be here, man. That's We've like been I... planning this for a while, haven't yeah. we, man? Yeah, it's like I texted you, I think, Monday. I was like, man, I can't wait. You know, you, call, then, you text me Saturday, you text me Sunday, you uh, you Facebook me on Monday, you uh, Instagram me on right. Tuesday. Even Something about that up. seat gets people excited. Don't it it? does. I know that word just fires them right up. Nick, glad to be here with you tonight. We had a great last episode. I'm ready to get that one underway. For what we've got in store for everybody out there, if you didn't listen to the last episode, stay tuned because it's coming up. As podcast land is landed, You'll probably see us dropping uh, the uh, fundraiser we're going to be doing with the KT team. If you haven't already done so, check that out on all our social media platforms. As always, we want to thank our partnership with Southeast Wildlife Innovations, Genesis, and Vengeance Camo. Mac, glad to have you here with us. It's been something we've been talking about for a while. You reached out to me three or four months ago, or I don't know, maybe may not have yeah, been quite that long so, ago. Right after the first about, of the year. About a month, month yeah. or two. Been been yeah. been a while anyway, and I and I told you we wanted to get you in. Sorry, it's taking us so long to get oh, it set good. up. I know your schedules and I didn't kind of mesh at first, but we wanted to get you over here and get you on with us. And uh, your your buddy Colby didn't get to come on with us, and and I'm sorry for that. I hope he uh, hope he hears this, and I hope he knows he's missing out on all kinds of fun. Yeah, he he was pretty disappointed today when I talked to him. He's like, yeah, man, you know, like it's planting season. I got to stay down here. And so when you and Colby, you know, first. I guess jobbed up. Did y'all go to school together? Or grow up together? So it's actually a pretty cool story how we met. All right. We uh, we were at Doug's place in Cartersville eating, mm-hmm. and my wife will tell you like I'll talk to anybody. Like I'll talk to the wall if you let me. But uh, so we're sitting there and four guys come walking in face paint camo with a duck boat behind there, and I was like, she's like, don't do it, don't do it, and I was like, I got, I got to. It's just like the inner side of me telling me. I was like, did y'all kill anything this morning? They're like, no, we didn't see nothing, you know, and all this. And so we got over there, and we talked for probably about an hour, and my wife was like, let's go. It's time to go, you know. <laughs> and so uh, by that time, I was like, well, here, here's my number, man, if you ever want to go hunting. And he was like, okay, yeah, I'll think about it. So two weeks later, we just we went hunting, duck hunting for the first time together. And, uh, man, that's that's been probably eight years ago. Oh, wow. Six years ago. So, um just become like best friends you know it's more family he's more from up here you're from so tell everybody before we get too far into this thing pump your brakes pump my brakes (laughs) pump your brakes moment brought to you by southeast wildlife innovations makers of attracts and southeast wildlife protein feed you can pick it up at any local retailer if you need any come on over to the house we'll hook you up with something (laughs) tell everybody out there who mike braswell is where you from where you grew up you know give us a little backstory on you so I um I grew up in Cherokee County. Attawa, went to Ottawa High School. Um Ooh. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Cherokee. Cherokee. <laughs> no, um, so growing up I raced cars most of my life and go karts. 
played sports, you know, of course. Figured out that, you know, and always hunted with my grandpa and stuff like that. But uh, growing up, you know, I always wanted to be the next, you know, Dell Earnhardt, I guess you could say. Yeah. And come to find out if your name isn't Earnhardt or any of those other guys, you're not probably going to make it that far. So, um, you race at Dixie? I, I ran some at Dixie, yeah. We ran a lot of um, – I, I really like the go-kart thing, man. We raced a lot up at Dogwood Speedway mm -hmm. and stuff. Got you ever know Luther that. Jenkins? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Luther. That's yep. my cousin. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's a good guy. Not close and, cousin, but he is my cousin. <laughs> so um, so then when I got about 16, I got really big into the hunting thing, and so I kind of got out of racing. and Deer hunting, duck hunting, deer any hunting. Deer hunting starting out, and – uh my mom and dad had this land, so I just thought I was the biggest, baddest thing, you know, having 80-something acres to to myself, you know. And then, like, one of my buddies I met, you know, like, we grew up together. And he was like, well, man, we ought to we ought to start, you know, planting over all this stuff. And I was like, okay, well, we didn't know what we were doing at 16 years old, but we thought we did. And we made a good time of it, and we killed, I think, three doe that year. So, to us, that was that was pretty awesome. That's right. You know. But back then, it was shoot everything that walked through. Right, it wasn't right. no. <laughs> Letting them know. grow. So. Um, Where was the 80 acres at? Over off uh, Kellogg Creek Road. Okay. Over in that area. And we still have that land. So we've been going strong for the past, say, almost 16 years. Wow. <laughs> Just me and my buddy Matt hunting it. and uh, Killed any good bucks off of it? I have. We uh, See, I've killed four off of it. Pretty decent-sized bucks. Yeah. Um, some good deer in that area. I've hunted, I've hunted the core land over off Kellogg Creek. There is. So. And, um, you know, that's the problem is, man, when you get a nice buck coming through there, if you're in the stand, like a lot of people, you know, if you're out west, they'll be like, let, let it walk. Well, you're over in that land. It's like <laughs> you, you worry about someone driving by in a pickup truck shooting it out the window, mm -hmm. you know. But um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of where I got started was deer hunting and stuff like that. And then uh, when I was in college, I met my buddy Chris, which is no longer with us, but – um. He uh, he's like, man, I ain't got no one to go duck hunting with me. And I was like, well, I'll go with you, you know. Right. <laughs> and uh, he goes, no, I don't want to do that to you. You know, it's like, you know, it's just like addicting. Right. I was like, whatever, right? you know. Well, 10 years later, you know, I've got two bird dogs. and It's kind of took on from there. And, and all that stuff and leases and and just had fun with it. Right. You know? And that, that's where me and Colby kind of. That's probably one of our favorite things to do is probably duck hunt, you know, most. But I, I love any type of hunting. To me, anytime I can get outdoors or take a kid or someone hunting, like it just – to me, I would rather you or someone else kill something and me be there to witness it and help you call it in or whatever over me shooting it. Funny yeah. how that is in most of us's mind, you know, we'd rather see somebody else be <laughs> successful. That's a Trump. common theme. You know. So where did you go to college? I went to college at um, Western Carolina okay. University. Play ball then, or something? Uh, no. 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 Big old boy uh, like you didn't play ball. <laughs> I bet you get asked no. that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I played football all through high school. Um, I was a big basketball player. Yeah. I loved basketball, but I was too short. So, And then uh come back home and went to welding school because I wanted to work for my dad. Mm -hmm. so That's now, what you do now? You're yeah. a welder? Yep. That's cool. That's awesome. Spend most of your time in the woods, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, I try to. My wife will tell you the same thing. 
Yeah, <laughs> I love her, but <laughs> yeah. Well, they she loves you. She puts up with your hunting habits. Yeah, <laughs> we've learned that the hard way over the years. Well, that's cool, man. So, uh, you you went into to the to the duck hunting thing. You got into that, and you and you, and you spoke about your friend. You know, uh, sorry for your loss there. And we'll maybe we'll get into you know talking about him a little bit later on. But you know, Colby, he's kind of been a partner of yours. You went along through this yeah. whole thing, and uh, he lives in he he lives in South Georgia now. He's going to ABAC, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's in his senior year at ABAC. What's he um, studying? Do you know? I think it's ag management. Yeah. Agriculture management. So he's wanting to go into something farming. Yeah. Um, he'd like to he's we talked yesterday and he was like, Man, I'd really think about moving back up there and going to work at like Ag Pro or something like right. that. Sell tractors and uh so I hope he does. I mean, you know, we kinda get to see each other when we can now, but we see a lot lot of each other during hunting season. What we'll go to each other or all that. But um link up and go somewhere. Yeah. Where y'all yeah. been? What state? We uh me and Colby's well, never before, been. Before we get into that, time yeah. out. Let me pump my brakes yeah. on that. <laughs> we got to back back up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's rewind even, a little we bit. We haven't talked about why he's really why he's here. Right, right. So, um, blue collar outfitters. When did it start? It all started back with actually Colby had started it with a guy named Harris, and. Um, Harris and Colby, like when Colby went to ABAC, it kind of just him and they kind of went their separate ways. Right. Well, me and Colby, we always kind of stayed talking and all that stuff. And he was like, well, man, you know, like, because we all three were in it. So we, when we lost Harris, I'd say probably f- it's been going for about eight years now. And uh, when we lost Harris, I kind of stepped in his place to kind of take his role over. And uh, so that's how it all began. You know, it was just at Doug's place and, one little phone call and so what did you know, it start out as i mean it, it started out with just a bunch of guys having fun and hunting and really just know, a, just a name yeah just point. a name it's just like you know any type of hunting club right and uh we were just a group that that's what we had on the back of our trucks and that's what we thought was cool and you know we all have blue collar jobs and we all grew up, grew up blue collar so we were like well let's let's do this but um the reason we call it blue collar outfitters was because our goal is to have an outfitter one day in the Midwest where you can duck hunt, deer hunt, turkey hunt, you know, any any type of hunting. We want to, you know, be a guide service for right. that. You know, kind of like Tony Vandemore. I don't know if you've ever watched him on YouTube or, or anything like that. But um, he was a big drive, I guess, of ours, like an inspiration of starting this was, you know, I mean, well, any outdoor show, I mean, even y'all's like, y'all, y'all do a great job recording like your turkey hunting like i've watched that two or three times <laughs> and uh you know it's recorded on an iphone yeah <laughs> with iMovie no I, yeah. I, I do i do the same thing but um don't tell all the secrets now golly i told you that earlier in confidence there you just shouted it out we're going to edit that out might write that time down <laughs> please no so um, yeah and you, you know you made mention that you guys were doing some filming and stuff and I want to ask you this, and this this thought came to me earlier. You, you're a big duck hunter. Mm-hmm. Have you filmed any duck hunts? We have actually. <laughs> uh, All right. <laughs> How do you catch that? I can barely see a duck when it's flying by. Much less get it on camera. So we started out using GoPros, right, to start it, and which worked out really well because you got like like Kobe, he'd wear it on his head, right. So you know, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> and so like you'd have me over here on my phone or something like. When we were first starting out. Right. And um, so Colby, when it, it, 
let's back up a little bit. So how do you do that is, is you really got to pay attention because even with a GoPro or something like that, you know, ducks flying in at daylight, it looks like a little speck. Right. You know, so we're like, man, we've really got to figure out a way to make this, you know, look like a, a foul life show or, mm-hmm. or even like a Waddell show or something like that. So uh, it's a learning curve. We, uh, we filmed a lot this duck season and it will be on the YouTube channel. Probably we're going to la- launch it in July um, just because we've got some other things in the working um, sponsor wise and all that stuff. So we're like, I'd rather get all of our P's and Q's in a row. And I'd like to, you know, cause, cause to me, I'd rather put a couple series out than just here and there, you know? Right. And so that's the way I look at it. So you don't have a YouTube channel yet? We have a YouTube channel. What is it? It's blue collar outfitters okay. Duh. on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know if it was BCO or something like that. <laughs> no, um, but we're waiting. Me and Colby Outdoors or whatever yeah. it is on YouTube. <laughs> no, I mean, just like you said, though, just, I mean, as you're, as you're evolving, learning, we're doing the same thing with this podcast. You know, we're 30-something episodes in, and we find different things that we want to do each time, you know, and or say or – Still ain't got an opening Still, I mean – I, and, and to me that makes it fun because you're we're, we're always learning it's just like being out in the outdoors you know you're always learning something new so we, everything can't be perfect save the it. bloopers you'll enjoy those <laughs> we've listened back to some hours and we're like golly that was terrible why yeah. did we do I, it that way i tell you what but that's funny. what people want to see though you know, they don't want to see perfection well to me people want to see if if i'm going to watch an, a hunting show mm-hmm. yeah it's cool watching them kill animals but I have just as much fun watching their everyday life up to that killing that animal. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's falling out of a boat or, you know, like like missing a deer or, or whatever. You know, like a lot of people think, oh, well, they hunt on TV. They're You know, they go and hunt high fence or something like that. Well, that's that's not the case most of the time. <laughs> you right. know, like um, I know this turkey season, like we've, we've got on some birds. But I can't tell you how many episodes I've filmed where it's just mildly face talking, you know, yeah. like, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think the hardest part of that is, you know, like you'll, you'll, you'll be with your friends or something. And one, one of my buddies was like, man, you take a lot of selfies. And I was like, man, that's not selfies, it's videos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and then your wife has your phone one day and she's like, wow, you do take a lot of, and I'm like, that's not selfies, it's videos for, you know, the hunting yeah. thing. But, uh, that was probably the weirdest thing is like seeing yourself on camera. Oh, and and everybody's like, everybody's like, man, you look a lot bigger on camera than you really are. You know, like, man, you need to lose some weight or, and, uh, oh man, keep talking. I love it. I love it. And, uh, listen to Nick talk. And, um, you know, I'm like, well, maybe I do need to lose some weight. And then I get home from work and it's been a long day. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just drink another beer. It'll be all right. <laughs> uh, no, but um, that, that's where we're heading, you know. And uh, We ain't got to where you're headed yet. Don't don't go down okay. that path yet. Okay. I, we're still I, on the beginning. <laughs> I'm with you on the video. And, like, I mean, this weekend, like you said, you've seen it. That was, that was me, and that's not me. I mean, this guy can get behind a camera and be like, oh, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> Well, the funny thing, like, like we were doing some, um, like videos, like sample videos for some broad, a broadhead company that we're a part of, um, Crimson Talent Broadheads. 
And so Jack, another guy that's a part of Blue Collar Outfitters, excuse me, he he come up and he was like, he he's that type of person. Like when you're filming him, he's just like, well, we'll see how that works and just freeze, you know? And I'm like, clams he's like, up. He's like, man, you're just natural with it. And I was like, really? Because I think, like, I wouldn't want to watch myself, you know? Yeah. But I, I've just always had that joking personality. So, like, when I get nervous, I'll just start joking about something. But uh, I, I, like, you, you want to be something. You want to be yourself when you're filming. But you also got to find that difference between, like, I'm different in some way than you are. And I'm different than Alex in some way. And so that was my key thing was, is like, well, what can I be different in? Well, to me, it would probably be like just the way I, my funniness. Right. You know, like, well, if I miss, I'm like, well, you got to edit that Colby. Cause there's a lot of cuss words on that or, you know, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, it, it's weird. Seems me. like you and Colby have a uh, have a good vibe between you two, and I I haven't had the opportunity to speak with him, which yeah. I hope I do sometime. Oh, for sure. But the 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 gist of it that I get between you two is, you know, Colby seems like a straight laced, pretty pretty serious individual when it comes to getting down to it, and you're kind of the joking side of it. So you probably <laughs> really mesh with each other well because you're two different personalities, yeah. and and I, the the old opposites attract theory has played well with me and Nick. I mean, the, which the way we are, I mean, Nick's got a different opinion on things just like I do. He's got a different attitude with himself just like I do. And I think you find that cohesive relationship and it works better for you. And as you go along, you'll find it works out even more as you do your videos or whatever it is when you're, when you're doing things. If you were both that same personality, it wouldn't work because you'd constantly be clambering over at each other and doing the same things. And you find yourself doing different things as it goes. I got a question about, you know, the whole duck hunting thing. So we don't duck hunt. I've never been duck hunting in my life. I live right next to Wally Creek. Uh, don't do it. You know, well, I, I'm not going to because I don't like being in water, period. I like to be on the water, in the boat. Now, if y'all had a if y'all had a situation, y'all could drive the boat in the blind. I could sit in the boat with a heater and eat snacks or whatever it may be in the boat and never have to get in that water. And I ain't going on that opening day stuff. I've seen y'all on opening day blasting through them trees and stuff. That ain't me. My nerves can't handle that. Yeah, that's no. like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no, no, I ain't doing that. I'm in the bed. I don't, deer hunting's bad enough to get up. I ain't doing all that. So when you when you go into the duck hunting side of things, what's the, what's the drive? What's what's the carry that, that you know is so exciting about duck hunting? Because you're the first person – I want to know at episode whatever this is, it drops. You're the first duck hunter besides some of the guys we've had that have been outfitters I hadn't talked about, but you're really the first duck hunter that we've had on the show. So what's the drive? What what's the carry my drive for ducks? Would, my drive would be my dogs, I think. I was hoping I, you'd say that. I I've I've got a chocolate lab. She's six now. Um her name's Avery, and, like, I trained her all myself, you know. And, like, there's a lot of things in her that I wouldn't want to do in my next dog, but, like, you know, that's 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 my dog. And I think any waterfowler that will tell you that has a relationship with her dog, like, because most waterfowlers do, my biggest drive for waterfowl hunting is is the dog work. Um, and it's probably just the, the fellowship you get to have with your buddies out there, you know. Like, I love deer hunting, but I can't sit here and talk – like we're talking right now during deer hunting and I'm severe ADHD. So like, I like to talk. And, um, 
to me, it was just the, I love the dog work. I love that competitiveness, you know, and that, I mean, you got to get out there and hunt them. I mean, it's not something that you can just go and sit and be like, oh, well, maybe they'll show up today. I mean, you're scouting every day of the week. I mean, you're hunting. How do you every, scout for a duck? Because you ain't watching. You ain't looking for duck rubs or you, duck you scratchings just, or whatever. I mean, you, you you ride. You ride. You get in your boat and you ride. Okay. And I mean, it's, it's got to be hard to be a duck hunter living in Georgia. Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, you, you because, I mean, because tell the tell the person that don't duck hunt why why the why there's so many ducks in the Midwest versus Georgia. Because there's there, I mean, there's vegetation out there for them, but they also follow the. Mississippi, the, correct? The the Mississippi flyway and stuff. And we have no flyway in Georgia. Yes, you'll kill wood ducks. and we, I mean, we've got leases. We'll hammer wood ducks on every time we go out. But, um, you know, like this year they had some redheads on on tuna. I think that's what Cody took pictures of. It, it was. Okay. It was. And, um, like, that. that's rare. Oh, like, really? That's really rare for Georgia. Um. That's like our buddy Jack killed when we were down in our lease at the swamp. He killed a green winged tail. Well, that's 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 unheard of really down here. Our blue winged tail. Sorry, my, he'll make sure he'll text me here in a, like when <laughs> when he said, <laughs> I said, I said that. Yeah. yeah, and um, no, but it is very hard duck hunting in Georgia. So that's why you know you get your lease in South Georgia, or you know you you go out to Arkansas, or you go to is that real foot? Missouri. Is that where? Uh, real, real foot's in Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, that's right. And um, I've never hunted there. I did hunt a lot in Arkansas when I was in college and stuff like that. Um, and then when you come back here, it's just like, oh, man, this kind of stinks, you know. But it's it's just the love of it. But to me, if it's a totally different ball game here. You know, like on a good day, you might kill two. How hard is it going from hunting a big lake or the ducks, I don't, I don't know. So, it, how the ducks fly over versus going to a swamp in South Georgia or North Georgia when you find a swamp and shooting a wood duck. How hard are they to hit? They got it, man. When they come by, what are they, are they called? Wood ducks in there? Or yeah, that, like wood ducks and South. We get a lot of wood ducks and swamps down in South Georgia. Um, I don't. I can't really talk about a lot of big water stuff because I don't really hunt a lot of big water. I hunt more swamps and like. No, we do hunt. Yeah, ponds and stuff like that. Um, but I have hunted big water, and it, it is a lot different hitting it in a timber hole because, I mean, you've got a bird that comes flying through there just like an F-16, you right, know. Right, So. Well, and I and redheads, they're deep water ducks, right? Yeah. That's why they're, it's so that's like a diver. kill them here. Yeah. Yeah. So hooded menganser, is that it or yeah. something? Yeah. So I've seen some of them. That To me, that's the prettiest duck there is. Really? I mean, yeah. To, to, from looking at ducks or whatever it may be, they're the prettiest duck. Uh, and I, is there another type of meganser or something? Hood of meganser, I think that's. I didn't know you're such wealth of knowledge on ducks, everybody. <laughs> He's been doing. You don't his know research. a dang thing about a turkey. <laughs> no. He don't know the difference between a hen and a beard and a <laughs> gray head and a red head. Yeah, and a white he don't head. know the difference between that. <laughs> I know. He's over here spitting duck lingo. I think I think he's been doing some research. <laughs> I spent a lot of time over next to Wally Creek right there at the house. Well, I didn't know. What are they, spitting out information across the pasture? Well, me and Larry might get over on the fence and, sit and talk about ducks. I mean, goodness, there's a lot of conversations had about it. And I ain't, I'm not saying I know anything about duck hunting because I don't, but the I guess the common misconception of duck hunting is – 
that it's kind of the easy sport to get into. And I don't know why that is. I guess it because it's more exciting for people. There's a lot more duck hunters popping up in the culture today. You see a lot of more, you know, the foul life or whatever it may be, and it's created a more confident, you know, more competition for people. I mean, duck hunting's the, the the number one thing you see on Instagram. There's 500 different duck people out there. I mean, yeah, I, I got you. The 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 influencers, the social media influencers out there. We've heard all about that on other podcasts. <laughs> have to bring it up. <laughs> well, I know you over showing it, doing it like that. I got to bring it up, but. It's created a culture around duck hunting. But like he said, though, it's, it gives people, instead of sitting in a stand by yourself, thinking about all the problems you may have or things you need to do, you can sit out there with your buddies and talk. And now it's it's becoming more popular for everybody to start cooking in the blinds, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I, mean, I love every minute of that. I, I would, too. That'd be my <laughs> funnest part. Y'all want some fish? I got some back here in the good room. I'm going I just, I, hey, I, I, I'll tell you, if you can find a duck blind that's got like a, a, a lower level for a kitchen or something, and where the maybe they put full a, kitchens they, in them, don't they? They have them in Arkansas. Yeah, they wow. put full kitchens. Yeah, you you're missing out, son. I might take you up, might pick up duck hunting. I doubt it. I take up any more hobbies. I'm gonna be divorced. <laughs> Fish, deer hunt, squirrel hunt, rabbit hunt. Now I gotta go on rabbit. Now turkey hunting. I guess I gotta put that in the belt and everything. So. You so, chase geese too? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, we shoot a lot of geese here. There's a lot. There's plenty of geese here. To really? Shoot, so is, is the season kind of the same? Yeah, gotcha. it is. When you're shooting, all right. Here's a question about ducks. Now I ain't been researching this one, so I don't know. Can you kill a female duck? Yes. So it's either or. It's either or. When that duck flies in, you don't see. That's just, what it's I've just always daily limits like it is for turkey and all that. Okay, stuff. I've always been curious as to. You know, oh, that's a female. Don't shoot it because it's coming by at 90 mile an hour. And I'm like, I was a silverback humpback gorilla teal or something. Oh, and it, <laughs> they kill it out there at 100 yards with a 36 long sh- uh, inch shotgun. Now, they can so, only use steel shot, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Why? That's just federal law. Lead poisons Lead the water. Lead. Yeah. Non toxic and yeah. stuff. So I've, I've got a funny story if I can tell it. Oh, um, <laughs> So we were we were at a dove shoot this year, <laughs> and uh, it was opening day, you know, and we're sitting there, and me and my buddy watched three wood. I mean, and it wasn't even shooting time yet, and uh, we see three wood ducks fly over our head. He goes, "If them ducks make across this field, he goes, I'll give you a hundred dollars." <laughs> I was like, "I ain't taking that bet because you know they ain't, man." It, I mean, as soon as soon as they saw them birds coming over that field, I mean, it was like. Boo, 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 boo. Really? Yeah. Before shooting light. Before shooting Ooh. light. And so I What I, is shooting light? Shooting light is usually thirty minutes before daylight. Okay. For ducks. And then you can get on the DU app and they give the Ducks Unlimited app and it'll actually tell you your shooting standard shooting time. You know, for that day. Because uh-huh. every day it changes, you know. Just like legal on, shooting light on, on deer and stuff like that. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um you know I guess the big thing is, is like, if you're going to be a waterfowl hunter, just uh, make sure you know what you're shooting at or any type of bird hunter. Sure. You know, but. Uh, any type of hunter, period. Make sure you know what you're shooting but, at. But, um, you know, we, we were like, hey, man, you know, I got, <laughs> them guys shot three wood ducks over there. Well, I didn't see it. So, uh, 
we'll keep on going. I'm like, oh, it's time for us to leave. Then. Yeah. Because <laughs> I ain't going down for this. Because you can't kill. But, uh, was that because you can't kill a wood well, it was duck? During, it was during dove season. So like. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Well, and I guess it goes, you know, I guess it goes with any type of hunting once you get passionate about it. But I, I wanted to hear you say what you said about the dogs because it goes right back to what we've talked about in the past with, you know, any small game hunting, I guess bird hunters, y'all are big into your dogs. And that's y'all's passion is training those dogs. And it's it, it's always it's always a good conversation to me to hear how that, you know, what the passion is behind anything you're doing. And, and the dog training, the dog aspect of it, the dog working, whether you kill a duck or not, you've worked your dog to that point. And if you shoot one and that dog does what it's supposed to do, you've had a successful morning. Yeah, and, and to me... When it comes to training dogs, like, that is my getaway of getaway. It's just me and my dog, and that's like you were saying. You know, like, some people, like, they like duck hunting because it's that conversation aspect of it or, you know, being out with somebody. But to me, like I said, my passion is for my dog in it, or any type of dog that I've been around right. that duck hunts. But that is my time. I can kind of go and have my time. You know, when I run my dogs, when we're out scouting on the boat, and it's just me and her, you know, and that 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 is probably my favorite part of it by far. And um, this year she had some medical stuff come up right before duck season, so I didn't get to hunt her but three times this year. But I think that – it was like finding out your kid was, like, bad sick. You know, my wife's like, well, you're – you're just pouting around here. And I was like, well, I feel bad because when I get up in the morning, I grab my shotgun and she's like beats me to the door, you know, and I'm like, no, you can't go today. She's like, hmm. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> but um, I mean, it gives you chills just talking about them because, you know, they ain't going to be here forever. That's yeah. Right. And uh, every minute you get to spend with them, you cherish that minute. You know, I mean, I go through my phone and just find pictures of her just standing on water you know, from the day I got her where she was this big to, you know, well, they 70 say a, pounds now. They say a dog, every time it sees you leave, they think that's the last time they're going to see you. That's why they're so excited to, to you know, see you when you come back because you're there again, and they they get to see that. And, and you know as well as I do, having hunting dogs, it could be that last dog's trip every time you go. Something mm -hmm. could happen. It doesn't matter. Coon dog, squirrel dog, rabbit dog, duck dog. Every time you take that dog out and you cut it off the leash, you're taking a chance on that dog not coming back. Duck dogs, I don't know if it's necessarily as bad as way we run into with rabbit dogs and, and coon dogs and squirrel dogs, and I don't know if you've hunted any of those with dogs or not. No, I haven't. I'm well, you're missing out. If you love dogs, <laughs> and, and, and I'm being straight up as honest as I can be about that, if you like working dogs, pick you up a squirrel dog. Pick you up a mountain cur, take it. If you like working dogs, you'll you'll find yourself – in, an, in a whole different realm of being able to train a dog. And you talk about that solitude, being able to spend time with a dog one-on-one, -on -one, let that dog tree 150 yards from you where you're not watching every aspect of that dog, yeah. and you'll see its training come through. Let that rabbit what's your, dog What's your wife's up. name? Sarah. Sarah, she might be over here slapping Alex. He keeps <laughs> turning <laughs> you on. Talking about turning you on to another <laughs> dog sport. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the funny thing is my wife, she has a GSP, a German short hair pointer. And she was like, I got to have a dog because Avery loves you so much. You know, like, like Avery will look at my wife when we're, we're at the house and we can be sitting there watching a the movie and she'll come over and sit next to me 
And she'll like I'll be rubbing her chest and she's looking at Sarah like What's up? <laughs> but uh so we got her a GSP, which we're training to upland hunt and um stuff like that. Well he actually set our house on fire. Tell everybody what upland hunting is. Okay. Upland hunting is like quail, pheasant. Um it's really big out in the Midwest, you know, South Dakota, North Dakota, um, grouse. Yeah. You know, now, now that's, that's hard to hunt around here. Oh so. yeah, for sure. Like the, around here, we would just, you know, what we're do what we do is like join like South Fort, which is like a, like a quail preserve, but it keeps your dog in shape. You do that more to train him and you know, you, you go down there and they put the birds out for you. So it's actually like you're hunting them. It's a guaranteed kill, which a lot of people are frowned upon that, but I do it to work the dogs. I don't do it to. Probably ninety nine percent of the people do it for that. You know, I, I mean, with a dog, yeah, 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 and and so that's what we do um, around here. But we do have goals of taking him out west, and you can. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I wanted you to explain what the upland was. But yeah, so he sorry. set he set the house on. Well, we uh, I was at work, and he was six months at the time, and my wife calls me, and she's like, and I, I shared this story with Alex because I was yeah. like, I'm going to tell you this story because of your job. Yep. So. ADT called my wife and they're like, "Oh, you're um, <laughs> your uh, your smoke alarm's going off." So I, I I'm at work and I'm like, "Hello," she's like, "Um, our smoke alarm's going off," and I was like, uh, "It's probably you know, growing up when you think of a smoke alarm going off, it's either a bug's got in the alarm or something." She's like, "I don't know, it's weird." I was like, "Nah, it'll be all right," and hung up the phone. And so our neighbor think a godsend sarah calls her and she's like hey will you go over and check our house our fire alarm's going off she opens the door and it just looks like cheech and chong's car out from under our house i mean like our whole carport and garage and all that was just black from the smoke coming out of that place so i was like well how did it happen and she was like now hold on rewind did at this point, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she gets the sorry. dog. I guess the dogs are the, inside the house, right? Yes, the dog is inside the house. If it would have been another minute, it would have flashbang, and we wouldn't have had our dogs no more. Um, so, leading up to this, I was telling Alex earlier. I said, "Man, the coolest thing was if it wouldn't have been for our security system calling us and alerting us. I mean, we wouldn't have had no hunting dogs today." Probably wouldn't have had a house. Right. And um, so that that was, like, pretty awesome. But um, she got the dogs out. Thank God they didn't have no smoke in, ventilation and all that. And so I was like, well, how? what happened? Sarah had made a apple pie the night before, and Hank was going to get some of that apple pie when she <laughs> left for work. I guess he had jumped up and touched the stove eye, and it turned it on, and it busted a Pyrex dish like a thick Pyrex dish and melted a whole Instapot in our stove. So it had been burning for a while. So that's what started the fire. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's crazy. I don't think you had to worry about her wanting any more dogs. Now did the house burn down? No, it, uh, it messed our living room and our kitchen up pretty bad, but, uh, we're back in it now. Thank God. But that's crazy. it took a while. That's awesome. I mean, that's a great story. And, and, you know, Shout out to your neighbor for yeah, going for over sure. and checking on it and, and for your alarm work, and that's great that it worked. And 
anybody out there that don't have an alarm, you better get one because they they will they will save you know. Well, heard those stories. I've been been in the alarm business since two thousand and six. I went to work there, and I've heard those stories time and time again, man. And it's it never ceases to amaze me what they'll what they'll turn into. So, but anyway, going back to the hunting side of it, you know, and and you've you've went through the duck hunting with your dog. You know, we understand that passion. You're in the upland game now. Is that something you guys are intended on kind of circling into with blue collar? Absolutely. Um, we, me and Colby have really always had a passion for something, you know, for any type of bird hunting and even deer hunting. But that is something we we're we we're hoping to get into this year and filming some, right? You know, mostly for the dog work and you know stuff like that, but also filming pretty good episodes. And uh, but that that is that that is another door we are opening, right? For our arsenal, I guess you would say. And I go into deer hunting. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Take me out of state. You've been out of state deer hunting at all? Yeah, I uh I used to hunt up in uh out in Illinois some. Uh one of the guys we used to race with, he uh they own a lease out there. Okay. And so that that is probably the most fun you'll ever have. You'll never want to hunt your deer in Georgia again. <laughs> when you've been out Midwest and you know what you need a refill? Yes. Uh once once you got there and you you're in the stand and you're just seeing deer the whole day you're out there, right? You know, um, you got to change your expectations. You do, and people we went through that on a lot of episodes. We've talked about that time and time again because everybody you know here we're we're fortunate enough to to get to go to Illinois. We we hunt you know on leases and public land or whatever it may be all mm-hmm. across the Midwest, and I guess the perception that a lot of people get is. It's easy to kill a 150 in Illinois, and it's easy to kill, you know, a, a, a giant buck there. And it's not that it's easy, but it is easier than Georgia. And it's it's keen on me to hear you say that because we, we talk about that a lot, that guys in the Midwest, they don't understand the struggle. They really no, don't. Not at all. Even the guys, you know, the guys we had on last time, the full draw guys, talk about hunting Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, it was it was crazy to hear them talk about Pennsylvania. How much it replicated? Man, he Georgia. moved out of Pennsylvania to Ohio to, to chase that. To chase that. So. Yeah, shout out to the full draw assassin guys. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I would like to get. I'm I'm a bigger guy, so like talking about deer hunting, I've really got in. I've always been a bow hunter. Yeah. Um. What kind of bow so, you shoot? Uh, Matthews, of course. He said he went to Mitch's. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. We never mind. We'll go on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it was funny because i got buddies that what is it called um oh i froze up what's it called they shoot With a hoist and they the, suck the saddle <laughs> a saddle hunt. so you know what'd you say i, didn't I, said, hear. I said they shoot hoists and they suck <laughs> i hear you so mr prime I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get into the saddle thing this year and try it out i don't know with my size guy i don't know how that'll work dude there's got how but much how much you weigh i weigh 235 so you on any of those saddle pages he might not want to admit that oh i don't care <laughs> he said he said he was holding the phone way back now he said he got a 10 foot selfie stick instead of a four yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm gonna have to do <laughs> Getting me a longer selfie yeah. stick? Is that slimming? Yeah. Well, can I get a short one yeah. make me look a little bigger? Yeah. Uh, I had to start videoing Pano. Ain't that, ain't that what it's called? <laughs> right up on top of yeah. it. 
Oh, so always you flexing, are. getting your trash. Yeah, nah, nah, they ain't I no just, flexing here. I, if I, flex, stretch, <laughs> I just stretch my neck out so it don't look like a Chinese phone book. <laughs> yeah, and I've got to I've got to shrink mine down so it don't look like a slinky. So I know the struggle. You talk about it. People's like, you got abs, you're skinny guys. Oh, never mind. I ain't gonna say that on here. But anyway, you need to get on some of these saddle pages and thumb through the bull crap because they're dude that saddle hunting game. Those guys are the biggest drama queens that I have ever found in my life. They will argue over everything. I mean, there is not a saddle page I have found yet. Because Cody and I have actually approached the idea of hunting out of saddles. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. And I'm going to give you my reason why. I like to sit comfortably. I don't want to have to worry about carrying 40 foot of rope and hanging by a Prusik knot or a uh, underhand knot or an overhand knot and worrying about this and worrying about that. I can literally take my four climbing sticks and my lock-on in, hang it, and be in the tree and sit comfortably with my safety harness on and not have to worry about that saddle. Is it a little bit heavier and cumbersome? Yeah, I agree, 100%. But I just don't feel comfortable hanging from a string in a tree. That's just not me. I don't like it. I want to get up there. I want to sit down. I want to be comfortable. I want to be able to stand up, move around, stretch my legs. Get on one of these saddle hunting pages. There's dudes that are way bigger than you are that are using these saddles. I mean, and they go on there and they all you got to do is post on there, what's a saddle for a bigger guy? You're going to get 15 different responses, and one of those bigger guys I'm sure is going to reach out to you. There's a guy on there who's 385. I don't know his name, couldn't tell you, but I've watched him on his saddle videos literally go up the tree, and he's using all these different types of knots. He's one stick, and I don't know if you've got into any of that research or not. They only use one stick. So they got a rope, they climb up, they get the rope up there, they only use one stick to climb up the tree. They go up, move the, they, they tie off each time they go up. They move their stick up, tie off. Move their stick up, tie off. They only use one stick. It's pretty just, cool. You I'll, ain't watched that, Nick? You're looking yeah. at me like I'm crazy. It's, just, it is unreal. I'll just stick to the lock-on game, I think. I'm, uh, I'm like you. I'm, I'll stick to my lock-on. I'll stick to my climber. I can probably tote my climber in and be up that tree with my bow hanger screwed in faster than these guys can probably set up. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, we is. can do a competition if we want to do one. Uh, we well, pump your brakes in the backyard. Yeah, yeah pump your brakes. You, you forgetting all about where we hunting at, Nick. We talking about the Midwest, how many climber trees oh, is up there. I didn't know we was talking about the Midwest. Well, if we in Georgia, we, we can go up a pine. Yeah. I'm going up. Moose will go 60 foot up a pine tree faster than any of those guys. We don't get up there and do jumping jacks. I ain't going 60 foot in a tree. Shout no. out to you, Moose, for getting that high. No, but I do. I, I, I get it. I mean, it is. You're mobile. You can get in there to very tough places for a big buck. They've changed the game so much on uh, lock-ons, though, uh, and, you know, the weight and everything. I mean, they've got 350-pound capacity lock-ons now that only weigh six pounds. Mm-hmm. Well, I went I went to the Millennium stuff this year. Yeah. And uh, – Shout-out to Millennium. I killed, yeah. you know, my my biggest buck out of Illinois out of a Millennium really? this year. Nick owns them now, but <laughs> uh, they're too heavy for me to carry. I'm, got, I'm back to uh, – I'm back to a uh, – uh, a, just a hawk little helium stand. It's, I mean, I need something light and quick. I can get in there. I've, I've got one of those over at um, my lease in, in Cherokee County. Yeah. And uh, still I, hanging? I like you it. left it in there? No, no. I take Where's it that down. at? Listen, y'all heard that. Where was that <laughs> off of? Y'all go over and get that. Cherokee boy. County. No, <laughs> no uh, we take them down every year because we have had that happen before. I guarantee you. Yeah. There's people still anything. Don't matter if they can use it or not. I do like those hawk sticks, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the sticks. I'm using them. Have you used any single sticks, or are you using like a solid stick? I've, I've got the single sticks. Which the, ones? The, um, 
XPO, it, Hawk, Lone Wolf. It, it's it's the Hawk okay. sticks. The helium I, sticks. It, it probably is the helium. Well, no, because the helium's the ones that has like the that step fold out. down. Yep. Mine's not, mine are fixed. Okay. So I, whatever. Hawk the muddy. Is. You sure they no, ain't the muddy? It's, it's, it's a, a Hawk. Hawk. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was like a. Uh, I actually got it for Christmas, like the whole stand combo. Yeah, yeah. And it was like stick and ladder. You know, like stand and stick. They, they don't stick together. Mm-mm. They're individual. Yeah, sticks. they're individuals. Do you have any trouble with those stepping on them? Do you feel comfortable stepping on I, them? I feel comfortable stepping. Now, now, some of my buddies that have hunted out of it, they're like, nah, man, you're crazy, you know? See, I don't know about that either. That's, see, and that, the reason I asked that was for you. I yeah, mean, I'd rather – I think I would rather have that full stick. Now – You ain't carrying a full set of sticks in, though. No, you're not, but I would rather have that – you know, it's you're pressing down on the ground. You're not worried about that strap. Yeah. You're going to really be upset when you see my setup for this year with this, with the, the rope that I'm using. I am well, See, where I hunt at, though, I can leave my setup. Right, right, exactly. And I can just unloosen the straps and leave that stuff, so I don't have to worry about packing it in, packing it out. And see, now, that's like me. Now, I do I do put myself in a bind sometime as far as finding a place. but Or being able to move. Yeah, yeah being able to, to move. Is like, yeah, but. I, I'll tell you, the, the, the setup I have now, I feel as confident, and Cody running the same setup now with the sticks, and we're using what's called an aider. Um, it, it's basically gives you a gives you an extra step down off of that step. It's and it's am still. It's a rope that ties onto the stand. It's got a step for it on there, and it gives you an extra eighteen inches of step because I'm long legged. I can pretty much get up wherever I want to go. I can step between my steps. But I don't have to step as much now using those aiders because it's hanging down. I can step on it and go up to yeah. the next one. I can hang that set quick. And, you know, anybody can use what they want to, but shout out to Hawk for the setup that they've got now. It has worked perfectly for me. I mean, I, I feel like that's my setup that I'm going to be able to use. The Millenniums that Nick has now, you're not going to find a more comfortable stand to sit in. I don't care what anybody says. They're great. I sat in one for – I sat in one for three days up there, daylight till dark, and, and I've sat in them in Georgia. They're very comfortable. They're a great stand. They're a little heavy for me. Bigger guys like you guys are, y'all could probably hunt out of it What's and have mean? no problem. Y'all are bigger than I am. I'm only 150 pounds, so I can't say much. That's uh, wet. Yeah. In the winter with thick clothes. I was butt naked standing on scale, and I'm weighed the other day. Wow. Nobody won't see that, but – well, well fence post. They're gonna kick this up. Fence post. Fence post with a splinter on it. Hey, there um, we go. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm leaving. Hey, so, so do you? All you guys turkey hunt also? Do yeah, you? we all do. Yeah, are you guys videoing that too? We are. How's that? That's a little. It's fun, ain't it? It's fun, but I think the hardest part is, especially if you're by yourself trying to film it, is getting the shot. Or, you know, like, especially with some of the camera gear we have. Um, I know this weekend, Colby and them, Colby's actually have has a camera guy. He's doing the quota hunt down in, um, it's near Tifton somewhere, but he got drawn for the quota okay. hunt. So, uh, he's actually got one of the guys that's in Jack. He's going to film for him. Okay. So, they're doing that. And then I've got a film guy that goes with me sometimes, but sometimes just by myself because... You know, not everybody wants to just go sit in the woods and watch everybody else kill something, which to me, if that doesn't matter, but you know, it's hard, it's, it's hard trying to find that camera guy that'll actually put all the time in yeah, <laughs> lugging in and out and not so, being in the spotlight. So is it just you and Kobe part of the blue collar outfitters? And we have Jack. Jack. Yes. 
but Jack is more he likes to be the guy behind the scenes. He okay. Don't, he's not the he don't want to be in the prime light and he takes care of a lot of our social media stuff. Okay. Online. So you've made mention though of some field staff that you guys have reached out to. Yes, we uh we grew we've got four field five field staff in Georgia. And then three guys out of state. The farthest is Nevada. Really? We got a guy out in Nevada, uh, Chris. And um, that was that's pretty cool talking to him just to see the different terrain, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Up, we've talked to guys from out of, there. We've up, had them on here. You know, it's great. And then um, Mackenzie Reed has come on with us. Um, Mackenzie was back on episode 9, 10, something like that yeah. with us. Yeah. Uh, Colton Davis, he's on with us. Um, and I'm sure y'all don't know none of these guys. I'm just, you know. Yeah, we want to know. Yeah, 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 yeah give them yeah. a shout out. Uh, Sean Jones, Jack Corbett, which, and then it's me and Colby. And I've got one more, but I forget, <laughs> I've come to a blank. Matthew um, Campbell, he's out of Mississippi. And then uh, Braden Peters, and he's out of Louisiana. So all you guys are shooting footage? Ever? Yes. Everybody? Yep. Um. We've now some some of the guys they they do the editing side of it. Okay. So like they don't shoot, they just kinda we send our stuff to them and they edit it. Okay. So So it's more of a more of a, a team effort. It's not necessarily a field staff that's it, out there cutting footage and things like that. It takes like everybody. That. Yeah. You know, and the, you you always have people that come in and be like, Man, I don't turkey hunt, you know, or or, or they'll fish. Well that's cool. Like Matthew, he's a big uh bow fishing guy. Mm-hmm. Well, like bow fishing, like is is cool to me. Like I've never done it, but I was like, man, I'd like to try that. You know, just being a a big bow hunter and stuff. But um, so he does a lot of that filming for us this time. He, you know, he's doing filming for that, and then uh, you know, but like you said, it, it is a team effort, right? I mean, it takes everybody to to make this world go around for us. So, where do you see you guys so, going next with all this? You have something on the. <laughs> future that you're looking at i mean i know you said that you guys want to go out in the midwest you guys want to do yeah, an outfitter but do the, you see the next step for us would probably be maybe getting on like you know having the youtube thing but also maybe getting into the you know the tv scene somehow mm-hmm. um that would probably be our next goal I, I i know that we're tossing around we never wanted to be an apparel company because a lot of guys that do this stuff they want to be a apparel company you know too and we were kind of like, well, man, if we get into the peril thing, like, in the, we're, we're like every other Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah. You know, so. Um, There's people that start apparel companies that never hunted a day in their life. Yeah. And I don't want that rep because that's what a lot of people say about these apparel companies. Um, so, but we are, the, the next step would probably be coming out with some shirts and hats, just like kind of like y'all do, you know, yeah. and it's, we would never promote it as apparel. It'd just be kind of more like, hey, you know. Here's our website. Don't do it if you're planning on making money at it. <laughs> no. Because uh, I can promise you, unless you're selling a large volume, you ain't. Yeah, I mean, and, and that that was the other thing, man, is like trying to get the backing. Because me and Colby and Jack, we, I mean, we spend this out of our money. Like, we have regular full-time jobs. Yeah, preach on, you know? brother. We hear you. We yeah. hear you. And uh, I still had to get up at 5 o'clock every morning and deal with all the headache at work. So, and then you But come this home. gives us something to look forward to when we get Absolutely. off work. Absolutely. This is what we, we go to work for. We, you know. We don't go to just we don't go to work because we want to. We go to work because we have to, and then we get to look forward to this, you know. You know, and and you always sit back and you dream to be the next Cole Pepper or Waddell or, you know, 
any guy, anybody of that caliber to, you know, just hunt for a living. But a lot of people don't see the behind the scenes for those guys either. We got a buddy of ours. You know? I mean, he comes on the show from time to time, Matt Jennings. He's talked about. I, I used mean, to race against Matt in Alabama. So. Yeah, I mean, Matt, Matt's, you know, can tell you the ups and downs of the hunting scene and how far away he, I mean, he's away from his, his girl all the time. I mean, he's on the road, he's traveling, he's having to go here and hunt, having to go there and hunt. And I'm sure it's a it's a passion, it's a drive for him to do it, but I think people lose sight of really why. And and we've asked Matt this: Why did you get into it? Why? What is your drive? You know, people lose sight of that. You know, and and I, I guess this kind of segues into what I want to ask you is: what, what keeps you going? What's your drive behind it? You know, what when it first started for hunting for you? What was that passion? What ignited you in it? I think it was to grow the sport in any way I can. Um, I think that's my whole thing of and, and and Colby's thing and Jack's thing. It's you know, I got I got my wife into hunting. You know, Jack's girlfriend hunts, Colby's fiance, she hunts every now and then. Um, and just growing the sport of taking like I I, I know y'all follow me on Instagram. Well you do. Yeah. Yep. Um that's like when I took my little nephew. Mm-hmm you know, turkey hunting and stuff. Like, I, I love that kind of stuff. And to me, the day that this loses that is the day that Mac Brazel will, will just walk away. Find something else. And maybe not blue collar. Blue collar may not walk away. Right. But Mac Brazel will walk away because I want to go back to my roots and it be fun, you know, and, and, and be enjoyable. Take me back to when you first got started. What's one of those memories that kicks around in your mind? You know, you made mention of your grandpa. You know, take me back to those times. But the 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 best memory, my grandpa's battling uh battling cancer right now, and it's it, it's really hard on me, mm-hmm. really really hard. Um, and that's probably why I hunt so much. Yeah, because to, to me it, it's what keeps my mind off of it. I'm trying not to tear up right now. Hey but, man, let her roll. It's, <laughs> it's, it's 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 rough. Yeah. And um, just the same in that. So my <laughs> my my favorite wait. So what was the question? What's Sorry. your take me back to when you first got into hunting and stuff with your so, grandpa? I, I would say when I first got into hunting, my grandpa and me, we used to go down to Herd County and hunt with one of his buddies mm-hmm. that had a club down there. And so I killed I killed three deer down there that the first year. Right. You know, sixteen. And uh my grandpa, he would always just go and sit. Yeah, you know, he's like, man, I just enjoy watching them. Right, as, as much you know, my my grandpa was a big rabbit and squirrel and coon hunter, mm-hmm. and uh, so he always had coon dogs growing up with my dad and all that. And so um, we used to go down there, and I think the most enjoyable times were then. Yeah, you know, just sitting there with my grandpa, he'd always be like, "Quit tapping your foot, son." <laughs> Deer can hear that, son. <laughs> you know, um, and then. Uh, you know, you got you, you got your funny memories of it when uh I remember he had like a Marlin thirty thirty mm-hmm. that I have now. And uh he the the guy we were hunting there with, he was like, Yeah, go down there and hunt this tripod stand. Well there was like we rode by it and I was like, Man, that tripod looks ragged. <laughs> My grandpa goes, Well, I'm gonna get up in it. I'll holler at you in a little bit. So I take off on the gator, you know, and next thing you know, <laughs> like all you hear is cussing coming through the woods. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this is weird. 
So, like, I get back on the gator, and I get over there, and this 30-30 is stuck right down in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> he said, the the dang rope broke when I pulled my gun up. <laughs> oh. And, uh, you know, just times like that. You know. But you said that, you know, he would just go and sit. Yeah. Ain't it funny how you, you know, you started at, you know, whatever age hunting. 15. And you're, you know, you're at 30 now. How many times do you just go in the woods and sit now compared to when you, back then it was about, I got to kill, kill, kill. That's different. Man, it is a lot different. And I told I tell everybody this. I said, I remember my grandpa goes, son, you're going to learn to enjoy these days one day. And I was like, okay. You know, like, to right. me, it's all about that kill, you know, like when I was younger. And now you go and you sit. And like you said, I probably go and sit more anymore just to, you know, I don't, I, I've, I've let plenty of deer walk this year because – and, and this year was probably my best year of ever seeing deer and killing deer. And, you know, I mean, to be honest, but the, the sit to me now is I really realize what my grandpa said. You know, like yeah. you just enjoy that time better away from the work life, the hectic life, and, you know, the daily grind of fast pace. When when I go sit in the woods, that's on my time. Right. You know, and, like, I'll, I'll leave my – I don't leave my phone in the truck because – if, if you something fall happens, or, or whatever, something like right. that. But I'm always like, oh, I'm going to put this in my pocket. You know, like, I remember I used to go sit and stay on Facebook the whole time. And, but well, we've do all done no it. I mean, we've played games. We've did this. We've did that. And we went through all of that. Yeah, your phone's blowing up right now. Colby said he's free now. Oh, but, you, but, you know, saying that before you call him real quick. Oh, go ahead. Huh? Go ahead. Um, but going back to what you just said. You know, you think about it, and a lot of people said this on the podcast before, but if if you take an animal's life, and I'm not saying none of us don't, but if we take that animal's life, whether it be a turkey, a deer, or whatever, and that pursuit is over for us, you know, that, that, that end game is over for us. So there's nothing else to chase. So even Saturday when I took that turkey of opening – or Sunday, I'm sorry, of opening weekend when I took that turkey, you know, I just sat down and – uh just took it all in i thought you know this was fun and i chased this bird for four and a half hours but it's over you know i can't come back to this spot and chase this same bird again so you know and i think sometimes by not taking those animals it gives a it gives another drive for another day another day hey i heard him over there didn't get on just like you said you come in here you said man i heard these birds we couldn't get on them but you know what now in the back of your mind you're like man i can get back over tomorrow get back over tomorrow and keep chasing keep doing what i love to do so I think that's what keeps fueling our fire. And and I, I think, too, it, it's something I really strive to my little nephew that's gotten into hunting is, like, yeah, we're we're harvesting that animal, but that animal's given its life to nourish you. That's right. So when we kill that animal, it's not all about the pitcher. It's not all about, you know I mean? And, and, and to me, it, it breaks my heart because, in a way, I feel like social media has hindered a lot of people in, 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 in ways like that, you know, like, man, I don't, I don't care if you kill a doe. I don't care if you kill a, you know, a, a, a small eight, you know, like people kill basket racks now and they're like, well, man, I don't want to take a picture of that. You know, like, man, it's not all about that. No, it's not. It's a, it's about being in the outdoors, but that, that animal gave its life, not for a picture, but to nourish you. That's right. You know, and to me, hunting has got lost in that 
sense from social media. You know? Yeah, and but you know, you saying that it, it gives me, I guess, kind of a hope that, and and we've had this conversation with we we just had it with the blue call. I mean, excuse me, with the the full draw guys. It gives us a full circle that there's a possibility that that this generation, the, this group of guys that are coming along can restore that faith and, you know, and kind of what's been lost in the hunting community. You know, it's not all about the likes. It's not all about the social media aspect of it. It's it's kind of a change of pace for what we want to do. And it's kind of a, you know, we, we but we've got to continue to work for that and for the future, not just for us, but for, for anybody coming along. That's right. And that's the thing that we, you know, we, we talk about it time and time again that it's, and and I'm not down in nobody the social media game. Like I'm not down in that. I'm not either. But but the thing about it is, you you probably see it as much as anybody does. If you're in the duck game, it's all turned into an exploitation of whatever I can. Hey, I'm going to take a picture with this. I'm going to take a selfie. And I, and I'm yep. as guilty as anybody of taking a picture of myself with a deer or whatever it may be. But there's been such a blatant disrespect for the God given right that we've been fortunate and blessed enough with. And and I am seeing it more with the, the generation that's that's below us. But the people that came before us, they're seeing it even worse because they, they're not caught in that, you know, that triangle of, of the social media game or the um the 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 picture taken or the sharing. They did it because they loved it. They had a passion for it. That was their getaway. And when we learn to find that getaway again, just like what you said, just like we've talked about time and time again, it's going to teach that generation that's before us. And if it doesn't, they won't have it to give to their kids, but we'll have it to give to ours. And we got to continue to drive that, you know, that fact home. I don't care if anybody likes what we say or not. At the end of the day, I'm going to speak what I feel is truthful and confident in what I say because I'm as I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody. I've done wrong. I'm I'm. I'm not going to cast stones at anybody, but I am going to try to do my best going forward, just like when we started this podcast, to teach people as it goes to to do better. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's the thing, you know. And, it, and it, it does me well to hear you say those things because I think it's a lot of I, I think it's a lot of good that we can do together. Oh yeah. Who knows? Twenty years from now, we may be sitting at your place in the Midwest. You know, going, yeah. man, you remember that podcast we did in Nick's basement? I mean, you know, we may be coming to see you. I hope me and Nick still doing a podcast by then. We'll probably be in Walker. Well, Waddy will be in a Walker by then. Episode six hundred. This is episode thirty one hundred and twelve. And right here, Nick, have you seen place. my? Have you, Nick? Have you seen my teeth? I like I left them in the truck. Would you mind going to getting them for me? Oh man! I keep dipping snuff like I do, and I won't have a tooth left in my you head. Call Kobe. So. I did. I tried to call him. He said he was busy. Yeah, he was going to text me when he was ready. Okay. Oh, well, he said give him a call. Hey, so I'll I'll yeah, get him. He my, just, yeah, he, he texts me. So I, I got a quick question before we call him. Okay. Is he friends with Chris? Was he friends with Chris? Chris, your buddy that passed away. No, he wasn't. Mm-mm. Real quick, and and I don't want you to. I don't want you to feel like you don't have to if you don't want to. But do you have a memory, a hunting memory of him? I've got so many. That's yeah. you have one do you want to share? Up. Do you want yeah. to share one with yeah. if you us? Don't, I mean, if you don't, if you don't, it's fine. But I just I, wrote, I wrote this note down to come back to it because I wanted to ask. Because uh, I think my the the best memory with Chris was probably the day it was. I'm trying to remember. I I can't remember the date because a lot of the a lot of my I, I can remember the date, but uh, I think the best one of that I can remember of his 
was probably us hunting um, public in Arkansas, and it was his dog's last retrieve. Like he was retiring her after that, and uh, she picked up a triple, which is like that's like that's three birds by one. You know, you you have to cast waterfowl dogs. So I'm I'm trying to explain it the best way you know to people. Yeah, that right, don't yeah, waterfowl right. hunt. But um, so like basically the dog marked three birds at, at one time. Okay, you know, falling down. One might be a hundred yard mark. One might be a one you know. 10 yard mark, whatever. But that dog's got to remember where that mark was. Mm-hmm. And it was her final retrieve of her hunting career. The dog had passed right after this. Um, and she, she had never picked up a, a, a triple retrieve, you know, like a, like a triple birds, like triple retrieves. And uh, so she actually didn't miss one beat. Didn't come off line. There was no whistle stop. She'd come back and he'd send her again. And I mean, it was no, it was just beautiful. You know, you had to be there. And any waterfowler listening, like they know, like that's a pretty big achievement. Right. But it was so cool just to watch her do that on her final hunt. You know, and, and I remember me and Chris was sitting there and on the way to the boat ramp that morning, he was like, man, you know, like I know she ain't got much left in her. And I remember looking over at him (laughs) and I said, she ain't got much left in her, right? (laughs) Yeah, because that's rare for a dog to do that, right. man. I mean, she was she was nine years old, and uh, I remember on the way back, he uh, just just a smile on his face. Yeah, and um, that would probably be one of our coolest memories. What's Chris's last know? name? Chris um, Jenkins. Okay, that's cool. Well, I appreciate you sharing yeah. that with yeah, us. Yeah, man. Definitely. You got to, hey, carry on those memories. I mean, yeah, that's, that's right. what you got to remember. I mean, those by. are the things you got to got to roll with you as best you can. I hope yep. you got some. I hope you got some good photos because that's what you know. Alex always says at the end is mouth of memories. You know, yeah. One thing, one day, that's all we're gonna have. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, I mean, and, that, and, and we've talked about that time that, and time that, that's again. That's the hardest part. Yeah. And and, and off there, like I'll, I'll I'll share the story with y'all. I don't really want to tell it on there, but yeah. uh, it it's it's always something that'll always stay with me. And like I said, after the show, we'll talk more about it. Sure. Um, cool. Just man. for family reasons yeah. and stuff like that. They were able to hear. It. All right, so uh, we got Colby on the phone. We're going to bring Colby online. Colby, what's going on, man? Oh, man, I just now am leaving the farm, guys. I apologize for being a little late, but it has been a Monday on a Friday. Hey, man, you don't owe us no apology. A working man's got to do what he's got to do, but we welcome you to the show, and we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come on and be with us. Hey, man, I'm glad to be on here. We appreciate the opportunity guys well i hey listen uh I, mac probably ain't gonna mention this but you'll hear it when you get on the show he's been telling us how he taught you everything you know about hunting <laughs> as, as, it, as it's went he's told us he's taught you everything that you know well I, my dad and my granddad might be a little upset to hear that <laughs> no nah, i'm just kidding man going on at you he did, he ain't said nothing but good things about you it's been a pretty cool story how you guys met over at doug's place and uh you know we want to thank you for coming on and we've went through all kinds of stuff as, as we've went through we've jabbed at each other we've kind of laughed and everything else but we wanted to bring you into the fold here and kind of give us a little background on where you got started and where are you from i mean and, and tell us a little bit about yourself so I'm from Cartersville, Georgia. Uh, my dad and granddad, we all live on the same piece of property, and it's actually my mom's dad that we live on the property with. But him and my dad are real close, and 
I've been going deer hunting from what I've been told since I was three years old. They had me in a stand with a bunch of hot hands and that kind of stuff sitting in the bottom with a Game Boy. Anything else to keep me entertained. So I kind of got into the deer hunting aspect of everything real early in life. And they've just kind of kept me going on that. Um, growing up, we had a pack of beagles and still have a pack of beagles to rabbit hunt with. Chat now, Nick, so, you might, y'all might need to hook up and go run a rabbit sometime. Hey, let me tell you, rabbit hunting and turkey hunting are my granddad's bread and butter. And if, if we didn't do those, we might have got disowned. <laughs> we, had, we had three great rabbit hunts this year. I wasn't able to go on them just because of farming and the crazy weather we've been having down south this year has not been in our favor. But, man, I, I started deer hunting, and I probably got up to about 12 or 13, and my brother and his best friend bought into a hunting club and got those got them some memberships. They're five years older than me, and they kept going duck hunting. I, I just wanted to go. So I put on a kid's pair of waders, and I went. And from day one, I didn't kill a duck my whole first year. But they got me hooked on that. And from there, it's just been a bad habit since spending every paycheck I got to go duck hunting or deer hunting, turkey hunting, you name it. I've probably done it. So what's your thoughts on blue collar outfitters? You boys going, y'all going to do something up, uh, up and down the road or, you know, what, what's, what's up with you? I, I want to hear about that. Max, give us a, a, you know, a heck of a story and we're cheering you guys on and what's your thoughts for the future? You know, for the future, I think, you know, down the road, probably 10 years down the road, I'd love to see us buy a piece of property as the group of guys we have out in the Midwest and start guiding hunting. Uh, I think that's probably all of our dreams. Every probably outdoorsman's dream to make a living doing what you love, hunting and fishing. God's grace be enough to be able to work outside every day farming down south. I mean, I'm in Tifton, Georgia now, so I'm in the deep south, 35 minutes from Florida. But, you know, I think it's our dream to get out there and make a name for ourselves. You know, it's a tough industry, but we're we're tough guys at the end of the day. We've kept our nose to the grindstone and gotten it this far. We've grown really quick this year. You know, we kind of started a Kickstarter, I guess you'd call it, this year and brought on some guys. Just got some new ideas rolling around, and you know everybody's got their own strengths and weaknesses. And we've got some guys that have some really great strengths. And Matt, he's great with the finance. You can ask him a money question; he'll give you an answer. You know, I guess you call me the idea guy. In the end of it, we all got different ideas, but at the end of the day, you know, we'll sit down and have one or two meetings a week with each other, and get everything where we want it to be, and get all on the same plan and go for it. I got Jack. He's another one of our guys who's coming up and filming turkey hunt this weekend on some public land. So, you know, we're, we all love hunting so much. I think that we love to make a living doing it out west. That's awesome, man. Well, you, uh, do you know a song uh, called Long Black Trains? You kind of sound like Josh Turner when you're talking on the phone. Nah, I may or may not know it, but you probably can't get me to sing it. <laughs> hello, uh, hello, darling. Yeah, give me a little – he can say that. <laughs> oh, I, Hello, darling. 
Well, Colby, uh, I, I mean, I know you just got off work, man, and, and you know, I, I felt like it was only right when, when Mac made mention of it for us to call and get you on the phone for a minute and kind of give a, a, a little, you know, a little insight into what you're doing. I know you're working hard down there. If you're in South Georgia, I got family in Adele, and, and I've been all over, you know, Tifton and, and, and around that part of the world in my life. And, uh, you know, when you get back up here to home, we're going to have to circle back up with you and Mike and get you all to come over and tell some of these stories about what's going on through in turkey season and rabbit rabbit hunting and a little bit of everything. Make sure you check out our rabbit breakfast story. Then boys come on and talk to all about rabbit hunting. But Nick's you know, got, I did catch it. Did you, man? That was a good one, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It was. I didn't realize there was as many rabbit hunters still as there is because you don't run across many anymore. No, and and if you're from out in Cartersville area, I mean, I got family over in that area as well, around Rydell and and Pine Log. I mean, my my family's been in Waleska for for a long time, and so it's a big big standing around, and and we definitely uh definitely you know kind of want to get you in sometime to to talk with us. But uh, Nick's got a couple of questions that he always asks, and I'm gonna let him ask you them, and then and we'll we'll let you get on about you evening. Um, but I want I want him to ask you these questions before we kind of close things out here with uh with mac so nick you want to you want to fire away on them yeah kobe what's your last name my last name is brzezinski can you Talk give that, that can you spell that for uh those rednecks <laughs> over here i sure can because i'm a redneck but i got an odd last name it is b-r-a-z-i-n-s-k-i oh brzezinski i was going to write that down when he said his last name but uh i wrote it down okay yeah that ain't no. bad it's how he said it he I, said perensky i said i thought he said p too i thought she said a p it's that well, it's that dialect you got in there like we do hey yeah. how old are you kobe i am 22 years old really yes sir sounds like an old older feller don't it <laughs> yeah time yeah, you're I, 40 I, you I, won't be able to hear a thing you sound <laughs> like a bass drum beating son <laughs> Yes, yeah, I'm an old soul at heart. That's so. like yeah. that guy off um, the water boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let him find another day. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Man, you got to come visit us. You got to come visit us, Colby. I think uh, we'll have a lot of fun together, man. Oh, I sure, I for sure will, guys. I'll definitely make it up there. Colby, tell so us. If farming will slow down, I'll make it. <laughs> that's right. Colby, tell us, uh, tell us a piece of advice you might give somebody coming up in the outdoor world. Man, I think. In the outdoor world, everybody has a kid that they can take home. And I'm 22 years old, and I learned the other day that I got a kid on the way. So you know, it kind of hits home anymore. Thank you. Um, it kind of hits home now. You know, there's so many kids out there that want to hunt that don't get the opportunity. And there's so many of us that do hunt that are capable of taking. So I, I would encourage, you know, maybe not somebody that's coming up, but somebody that's already got the experience, take a kid hunt. You know, they, if you go to church, there's plenty of kids at your church that want to go hunt. I promise. I've taken them. Max taken them. Start taking kids. There's not going to be any hunt. That's right. And there's there's plenty of them out there. Well, tell us tell us um, what you're most thankful for, Kobe. Man, the group of friends I have surrounding me. I wouldn't even call them friends. We don't even refer to each other as friends. You know, they're like brothers to me, Max, Jack. I got another buddy, Spencer, my own brother. You know, we just, we've become more of a family than we have a group of friends. So it's, no matter where you're at, you got somebody to lean on, no matter what you're going through. They're just a family away from family, in my opinion. Right. 
That's awesome, man. I'm glad we got you on here. I know it's kind of kind of a short run. Yeah, I mean, he didn't get to tell us everything that that yeah. Mike get that that Mike got to explore with us, but I, I definitely wanted you know you to be included in this because you know we, we made mention before you got on here that we as talk about it outdoors are building relationships with like-minded individuals that that have the same goals and have the same you know collective belief that we are the future and we have to do something to preserve that future and if we do it together as a group and as like-minded individuals we'll be better off and i really wanted to bring you on more so for the fact that that mike spoke very highly of you and and I can already tell in the short time that we've spoken on the phone that you are a very uh, a collected individual. If you're working in farming, you're a hardworking individual, and it's it's it goes without saying that you know we we want to uh, we want to get you back on in the future and possibly you know do something with you guys, whether it be you know just get together for a cookout or whatever it may be, sit around and and shoot the breeze, but. I wanted to bring you on and just kind of kind of introduce ourselves, and I know it's not the common way to introduce people to each other, but you know we definitely want to want to tell you we appreciate you we appreciate y'all extending the opportunity to come on and be with us. Man, we, we're so appreciative of this opportunity. We never thought that we'd be where we are today as quick as we are. In all honesty, so we you know we're thankful for the opportunity to talk with guys that you know love the outdoors, and me and Mac have the mindset. You know, everybody that we bring on, we tell them the same thing. You know, yeah, we can't support, you know, on social media, you know, competing companies with our sponsorships. But at the end of the day, you know, if there's another group of guys that's doing what we're doing, you know, we're all on the same team. There's no reason to not be courteous at a boat ramp or anything like that. I mean, we're all on the same team at the end of the day. Well, all I can say is shoot straight and farm farm your rows in the, in the way you can find them because uh, it sounds like you guys got it going on, and we appreciate you taking the time to come on and be with us. Yes, yeah, sir. I appreciate y'all having me on here, guys. It's been great. We'll, uh, we'll be back. Hey, let in- us know when you get up this way. I love some dugs. I can meet you over there and eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I can go over and eat any time. <laughs> you know, it has been at least a year since I've had dugs. And it is. I was over there last Friday. I had to ch- uh, catfish and fall. <laughs> Are we going after we leave here? <laughs> I ain't. I'm going to Waleska. That's too far away from me. Too dark snaky to go this time of night for me. Rub it in, guys. Rub it in. <laughs> Colby, do you want to stay on and listen to us close this thing out? Uh, if you do, just, just do me a favor and mute your phone, and you can kind of hang out and listen to us in the background if you want. Yeah, guys, that'd be great. Okay, man, hang loose. All right, man, you heard it. You heard the questions. You've had time to think about it. So, yeah. what you got? What's the advice? The advice that I would give to anybody coming, you know, trying to get into this, I, I, I'm 100% with Colby, is um, you're not going to have you're not going to have successful days every day. There's going to be less successful days than there are, you know, successful days, but um. We're we're big on taking taking a kid hunting, man. And anybody that is into hunting, and I'm sure you guys are the same way. Any chance I get to take my little nephew or anybody out and grow this sport, because without that, we ain't gonna have no one to grow. You know, we have no one to carry the tradition on. And um, you know, I mean that that's really where I stand on all that is just, man, get kids out in the outdoors. Like you know, yeah, it, it's all about video games and iPads and stuff like that, and it just. I'll be at a store and I'm like, look at that. 
Oh, it's like, well, you know, like, I was like, I just, I, I don't get that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I never had an iPad when I was growing up, yeah. you know, but, uh, definitely take kids hunting and, uh, you know, you, you got to put your work in to be successful in this, in this stuff. So, um, you know, just take it one day at a time and enjoy every memory you have from it. Yeah. I, I think getting kids in there, you know, is, is a common answer to, you know, we have a couple of common answers and I think that is one, but you know, those kids need to be taught the correct way of doing yep. those things when they are being in those situations with outdoor, you know, and we have to be better, you know, as, as Don said, you know, we don't use those words stewardship anymore. We have to be better stewards for these kids also in the outdoors and, and teach them right from wrong. And, and like your grandpa told you, you know, enjoy this day because one day it may not, it may yep. not be, you know, we may not be here. We may not be able to do this. So. so. Yeah. Stewardship is something that's, it's went by the wayside in society as a whole. Mm-hmm. It's not just uh, in the hunting. Um, I think the collective interest of of what we do is we're killers and we don't appreciate anything and we're just out there to, to kill game. And, and when you fuel the fire to antis by taking bad pictures, by – you know, glorifying the kill and, and doing things that, that create negative connotation of what we do, we do an injustice. And, and, and I say we speaking for the entire hunting community because it only takes one bad picture to fuel that anti-fire. One picture can reach 10 million people in a matter of hours in today's society. And we have to do a better job of teaching kids not to do that. Um, and one action can – you can be based your entire That's life right. off of one action. Kids remember everything. And whether it's a good action or a bad action that those kids are taught to do, that's the key thing. And when you get frustrated and, – and I'm a parent, so I, I can speak to this wholeheartedly. My kids will remember when I cussed and when I got mad about something – way more than when I was happy about something because they realized that's a bad thing. I don't need to do that. And they remember those things. So in the outdoors, we all need to be better stewards of the craft and it is a craft and it is a blessing to be able to do those things. And I think as Don Higgins said, you know, it's not what your blessings do for you. It's what you do with your blessings. And, And I think that's something we all need to remember to continue to do. So, as we segue off of that, man, what are you most thankful for? I'm most thankful for being able to get out and doing it every day. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful for having a beautiful wife. I'm thankful to get up and go, go to work at 5 o'clock in the morning. There's a lot of people that can't get up on their own. And, you know, a lot of people that don't have jobs nowadays, you know, and they live, you know, let me rephrase that. They They don't have the privilege to go to work anymore. Yeah. You know, and and to me, I, I thank God every day for giving me the breath to wake up every morning to go out and share time with Colby and with you guys hanging out tonight. And uh, you know, just if, if if the outdoor industry would look at it as like a lot of people should look at it, is we're all a team. It's it's not that one show is better than the other. We all share we all share the same passion in this, and that's to get out and hunt. You know, but I'm. 
I'm 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 most fa- thankful for my family and friends and, and and be able to do what I love, you know, even if it never becomes a full paid job, you know, which everybody hopes it does, but the chances of that happening are far and in between nowadays because there's so many good shows out there or good stuff, you know, when it comes to the hunting industry. But no, number one thing I'm thankful for is probably my family and friends. And there you go. All that. Good deal, man. I, I, is there anybody that you want to give a shout out to? Um, I guess I need to give some shout out to our sponsors and yeah, stuff. For sure. Uh, for sure. Nose down scents for giving us good scents for um, deer hunting and stuff. They also do rubs barbecuing and uh, minerals and stuff like that uh beaver creek game calls out of new york we have um dixie creek waterfowl which peyton evans and them great guys um always done us right over there and then uh crimson talon broadheads they come along this year and they they've got some really big stuff working in the future i think that's the next innovation of broadheads that they're coming out with um, I'm sure I'm missing a couple. Colby will remind me later. Colby, uh, if you still on the you still on the phone, <laughs> if he's forgot anything, make sure you you can chime in there. Um, well, about the only one he missed, I believe, is we're uh, we can announce it now. We're cutting the deal, I guess you'd say, with Tacticam. That's Sweet. A, so we're going. That's a big one. I'm glad you backed me up on that one. Man, I need a trail camera because I cannot find them. <laughs> <laughs> well. The bad part is, is I sent him an email yesterday asking him about the trail cameras, and they don't have them either, so you're not the only one. <laughs> and you can't find them things anywhere except eBay. I've got two. Do you? I love them. Like, for sale or just? Have- well, I'll sell you one of them. <laughs> we can work you a got deal eBay, out. You got eBay price on there? <laughs> no. Man, that's awesome, man. I, I'm I'm glad you guys came up. I'm glad you took the time, and. You know, I wish Kobe could have been up here, but we'll catch we'll catch you guys around oh, for you know? sure. You know, this ain't this ain't gonna be the only podcast and I think we'll build a friendship over this. That's right. For sure. Stay in contact for sure. What you got, Alex? Man, what you, I'm what just, you pondering I'm, on? You know, I'm just sitting here thinking that, you know, it's it's funny how we go through these things and we're we we continue to grow the circle that's that's around us. And when I look at it as a circle, there's all sides and when you when you've got a circle standing upright there's a top point and a bottom point and i think that the continued focus at at talk about it outdoors is we lay that 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 circle down on a flat plane and there's no there's no climb in that circle and each point of it all the way around is equal and i think if we continue to build on those partnerships and relationships. And I, and, I, and I call them partnerships not for a financial gain, not for a, a benefit of me getting to go and hunt somewhere. I call them partnerships because it is a relationship we build for the future. And from the, from the first guests we had on to where we're at right now, we've continued to add dots all along that equal playing field. And the, the common interest always comes back to the center of being thankful to God for what we're, what we're blessed with, doing better as hunters. And it's a continued focus on what we can do to make each other better, not necessarily one-upping you. I don't want to one-up you guys by doing something tomorrow. I don't want to one-up the, the guy we had on last week by doing something. And we've talked to people from all over the country and the common interest is they want to help us 
just like we want to help them. And from the guy that's been in the industry from 30 years with, with Don Higgins to, to Chandler and the guys down there at SWI that are building their, their products, they're wanting to help us. And, and we're, we're helping each other by not breaking each other down. We're building a solid foundation for the future. And whether it's with blue-collar outfitters or full-draw assassins or Genesis Wildlife or Vengeance Camo or wherever it's at, if we continue to build on that equal playing field of that circle laying on a flat playing field, we're all level, dude, the future's bright. I mean, and it, it, it continues to be brighter by the day. And, hey, we've, we found the passion at the end of it, at the beginning of it, for all of us as we talk tonight. You know, Colby made mention that that his grandpa and them got him into small game hunting, just like you and I did, just like you did when you were talking about your grandpa. And that whole focus of it just continues to grow, and it seems so funny to me how no matter if it's a phone call or a Facebook message or whatever it is, it it, it seems to go right back to what old, old uh, what Doyle Lane said in Tennessee, good people find good people. And you continue to build on that, and I think it just continues to tear up where we all go to the top. And we don't intend on to make a living doing this. We do it because we love it. That's right. And, we, you know, you, you gave the root example of why we love it tonight. You know, you remembered your friend, and God rest his soul. And, and prayers to your grandpa. You know, I know what you're going through with, with him facing cancer. I lost my mom to cancer 11 years ago. And is it going to be easy on you? Absolutely not. It's it's it was actually twelve years ago, and it gets it gets harder with the day. And watching somebody go through that, you know, my heart's out to you, man, because I've been there. I appreciate it. But the the thing I want to tell you to remember is cherish those moments and keep them with you, just like you did with your friend, and just like you'll continue to do as you and Colby build. You know, he's young. He's a young guy, and he's looking up to you yeah. as as a steward of of what he's doing and. He said he's an old soul, and I believe that. Speaking with him for the few minutes that we got to speak with him there, I honestly believe that. And uh, I wish you guys all the best of luck, you know, and, and anything we can do here to help you guys, hey, man, we're we're here. And uh, until you give us a reason not to, and then we'll tag out. <laughs> well, I, I don't, all the blue-collar guys, we appreciate you all letting us come on. And that's like the first day me and you talked on the phone. I remember I was like, you're like, you know, we don't really cater to duck hunting because we don't really do it. And yeah. was, you're like, man, you know, I hope you didn't take that the wrong way. And, uh, but I appreciate, and Colby, like he said, you know, man, we appreciate this opportunity, you know, to come on and, and tell our story to that, to everybody. And, um, and hopefully it's an inspiration to other people that are wanting to get into this type of thing. And, uh, I mean, just watching y'all success, man, is awesome. You know, like I've, I've you know, the whole filming thing, like I enjoy watching all that stuff with, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's just, it's just fun to watch different types of how people do things. Yeah. You know, you and learn, you learn something from each time you, you they, do from each person. And so, you know, everybody at blue collar, we appreciate it. And, uh, I mean, man, I had a blast tonight. Hey, I, mean, I don't. I don't think it's going to be the last time we get you guys up and talk to y'all. I mean, I think it's going to be an, an endeavored future. You know, we got a lot of big things coming up. I know you guys are, are working on some big stuff, and you know, it's going to be a, an equal opportunity for all of us to be successful. And hey, let's take let's take this Georgia thing all over the place. You know, that's the way I look at it. You know, the Midwest has got us got us kind of by the throat, and in a lot of the success of stuff. But you know, we continue to build on it. But we build on it with empathy, faith, 
and character. Exactly. And we build on those three things, empathy for each other and continuing to be successful and want each other to be successful, faith in all things above, God, thankful to God for everything we're blessed with, and I don't even know what the third one I said was. <laughs> but it's a continued, you know, focus on what we want it to be. And, yep. and, and and if we continue to do those things, I think we'll all be good. Absolutely. So we appreciate you being here tonight. Nick, you got anything else? Man, I wish Cody had been here tonight because I know he'd have loved it. this one, yeah. Yeah, he, it would have been a great one. And No, and, just, just continue to go follow our stuff and, and um, follow the YouTube, follow the Blue Cotter Outfielder Boys, and um, be looking forward. You ahead. can check us out on um, – we have Instagram. It's Blue Collar Outfitters on Instagram, and then the YouTube channel we've got coming. It'll be a uh, Blue Collar Outfitters. You on Facebook? No, and, and we're gonna do a Facebook. Um, we'll tag you on Instagram. Yeah, man. When I this appreciate episode that. drops, we're gonna we're gonna tag you in <laughs> all of it. You know, I wrote all your stuff down here so we can cool. make sure we tag all that. You know, and get you get you sponsors or recognition they deserve because we've heard we've heard nose down before. That's something we've heard from a lot of people. Uh, Tacticam, you know, we run the Tacticams ourselves, so. You know, we're, we loved hearing that, and, and uh, we we love to love to hear, you know, you give that stuff out. Yeah, man. And, uh, but as it goes, you know, we, we appreciate you coming on, and we, we can't can't thank you guys enough for reaching out to us. It was kind of cool, you know. To me, it was neat because I told Nick very early on, I was like, man, I don't know. I was like, they're duck hunters. They may not, <laughs> they may not jive with us. We don't know nothing about duck hunters. Because we didn't know what to talk about. But when you and I got on the phone that day, and I was sitting at Johnson's Mini Mart when I was talking to you <laughs> on the phone, and I was like, Let's do something, you know, and, and that was a couple of months back, and we got it lined up to, for tonight, and uh, I wish Colby had been in town, but, you know, like I said, as the, as the future There'll goes be many down more. the road. Yeah, I, I, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that wholeheartedly. So we appreciate you coming on, and, uh, you know, as, as we said, go over to all our social media platforms. Make sure you give us a like, follow, share, whatever it is, and uh, shout out to everybody that's, uh, that's supporting us along the way, and we thank you for tuning in this episode. And uh, as I always say, Y'all come back and sit on the porch for this a little while on the next one. And uh, don't forget, smile as you go. And remember, mount the memories. <laughs>